Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast. Coming up on this episode... Bruce Book has gone, replaced by Todd Bowley. Marina Granovskaya has gone, replaced by Todd Bowley. And now, introducing your new At The Bridge pod host, it's Todd Bowley! Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. We hope you enjoyed our season finale and our interview series on Monday as we spoke to former Blue Carl Magne all about his time at Chelsea, winning football icon, that iconic... Sky One show and uh, the truth behind injury recovery, which I personally really enjoyed hearing. Not enjoyed because obviously it's not a great topic, obviously, but hearing how it affected his career and his mindset was really, really interesting. If you haven't checked it out already, seriously, go back. It's worth it. Trust me, it really is. Um, now, today, I'm going to give you some facts, guys. 200 is the sum of pounds or dollars given in the classic Monopoly game to a player passing go and it's the exact number of uh, nascar cup series races won by uh, richard petty and today for this episode at the bridge pods they had 200 episodes Yay! 200 episodes what three years ago yes birth and i started this journey um i know i, I just want to say thank you to every listener who was with us from episode one and everyone who joins along the way um guys we've got ollie in in for birth today but 200 episodes uh, how are you celebrating post oh well you, first of all we've got to stop meeting like this but uh <laughs> uh you know what i'm i'm gonna go out after this. i didn't realize it was the uh it was the anniversary it was the bicentenary i'm uh i'm gonna go out after this and 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 get absolutely more you're you're the rob green of this uh this show you've not you've not really been there from or, or contributed for 200 episodes, but you've turned up for the trophy. Yeah, I'm, I'm Kovacic. I'm just hearing <laughs> jeans on the sidelines. Yes. Oh, brilliant. Oh, Chris, how do you feel? 200. I mean, you're not 200 uh, years old, but... No, I don't I, I don't know what episode I joined on, actually. So I don't know we've, how many we've I, still of got those one. 200 I've done. We did uh, 10 Youngest Goal Scorers, which is still in our little uh, bank of episodes. We've never released it. Sits there with wow. the hazard script. Just sits in there. Yeah. It's there. It's ready it, now, one day. That, that hazard script is infamous <laughs> now, isn't it? Let's be I honest. Love, I keep looking back for it going, I'll do that episode. We'll do that episode one day. One day. We'll, yes. uh, we'll release that when he retires. Yeah. Oh, that'd be perfect. Oh, it's happening now. Great. <laughs> Hopefully not for a, a long time. Now, one cele- from one celebration to another, um, this weekend, this Sunday, is a huge, huge event for two amazing long-time listeners of our podcast. And, and they've even appeared as guests on the pod, which we were, we absolutely loved them when they came on. They were amazing. And that's because Courtney and Becky will be uh, getting married this Sunday and it'll be a Chelsea-themed wedding, which I hope means that they're going to walk down the aisle. That walk down the aisle music will just be the commentary for Drogba's 2012 final penalty in full. That'd be no, no, It's going to be the liquidator when they're walking down the, <laughs> oh, the aisle. Yes. Congratulations and everyone wishes, you know, both of them the best. Yes, congratulations. And going forward, even more so. Um, yeah, not 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 a bad start to the episode. Got the energy up. Uh, 
as always, we're going to kick off the show with, you know, another round of who is that former blue. So, this former Blue played over 500 games across seven clubs in his career. 14 of those were for Chelsea. So that's like, oh, oh dear, not many. Um, so he had more than a coffee at Cobham. He did. Um, he spent a season at Chelsea before moving on loan to the Serie A, where he would win the league title and two Coppa Italias. He won the Adidas Silver Ball at the 2009 Club World Cup only being beaten by Lionel Messi. And he's played with Edgar Davids, Jurgen Klinsmann and William Gallas. Any ideas? No. <laughs> uh, Last time I embarrassed myself by saying I thought I knew who it was. You know, I wrote this and I was reading this thinking, this is Juan Quadrado. You know what? That was in my head. That's what I, I, thought. I genuinely thought that, and I'm like, I wrote this, and then I saw Jurgen Klinsmann. I went, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, up until you said Jurgen Klinsmann, I was like, yeah, this is Quadrado. This is yeah. nailed on. Don't I don't bloody think he played with him. Jurgen Klinsmann was long retired when uh, Quadrado started. <laughs> but any ideas, Chris, on this? It's not Juan Quadrado. Um, no, I'll be honest. The the names of who he's played with actually threw me more off. Oh, so, brilliant! <laughs> I, know it, I know it's meant to be a clue, but it was not helpful. It's it's to me. It's like you go Edgar Davids. You're like, okay, I know his clubs. You know, he didn't play with Edgar Davids at Barnet, by the way. Um, oh, and then and then you get click, you yes. get <laughs> you get Klinsman. You're like, no, no, but um, yeah. With that, we're gonna we're gonna head to the newsroom. See what the latest is at Stamford Bridge. Grab that warm cup of coffee because it's cold again in Britain. Um, and we'll check out some news that you may have missed in our weekly roundup in that elevator of Chelsea news. Chelsea have announced that Chairman Bruce Buck will be stepping down from his role as chairman, effective on 30th of June. Marina Granov Sky will leave Chelsea FC as well after this summer window. Todd Bowley wants to completely back Thomas Tuchel and does not want unhappy players in the squad. Nice are interested in Pepper. Romelu Lukaku, Willie, won't he saga? It's over. Loan agreed. Embarrassing fee. Uh, a medical is booked for next week. Matthias De Ligt is apparently handling a transfer request ahead of interest from Chelsea. Maurizio Sarri wants Emerson at Lazio. Rhys James is in talks to extend his contract to Chelsea. Chelsea are favourites in the betting odds to sign Neymar if he leaves PSG this summer. And finally, in the news, leaked images of the 22-23 Chelsea third kit got leaked. Um, I, I know where we're going with this. We're, I usually go, what, what, what's been on your mind or whatever. Uh, we put it out there on tweet and we, it's got to be put there. Neymar, I don't know how this is going to work because it was a Sky Bet article off, a, off the Sun newspaper. Off, It was piggybacking off a lot of stuff. I'm guessing they just sort of went, look, who, where's the odds on going to go? But we've had these rumours before. I mean, Neymar to Chelsea, what are we thinking here? I'd love it. I just heard Chris just face palm like oh, for fuck's sake. I, I, it. Do you know what? It is exactly the complete opposite kind of transfer we would currently be going for under Bowley. Um, I would describe Neymar, especially once he's unhappy at a club, as like a beautiful disaster. Um, and I, I, I'm a fan of the chaos. <laughs> I, want, I, I want that at my club. 
Chris, Chris, go on. No. Um, <laughs> and, no, no, go on. Just, Explain. Context. I'll be honest with you. I have never been a big fan of Neymar anyway. I think he's, throughout his entire career, he's been incredibly overrated. He's... I know people will bring up his Brazil scoring record and uh, that's brilliant doing that against Bolivia, but I just don't see it. I, the The amount of wages he would want, the amount of fee that you'd have to pay to get him, would he work in the Premier League? I, I, just, I just couldn't see it. I, I think he's too... I mean, let's face it, he hasn't set the world alight in France. I mean, he, when he left Barcelona, he said he went to PSG to win the Ballon d'Or, who's gone further away from it, if anything. So that move hasn't really worked out. And I, I just, I think it's another case of bringing in a massive ego into a dressing room that apparently doesn't like them, doesn't like anyone with an ego. And under a manager who I'm not convinced knows how to handle those sort of egos anyway. I know people will point to, Neymar loved him at PSG, but to be fair, I've heard that about so many players with with Tuchel that they all loved him. Um, that I, I've, I've stopped listening to that now because all these players who supposedly loved him still don't want to come. So they couldn't have loved him that much. I, I mean, the salary I've I've found so many sources. There's one saying 606k a week. I don't know how accurate this is. I mean. It, it'd be stupid money. It, it, it yeah, we know PSG pay big wages. I mean, this Neymar news, it's quite convenient because today Rabona TV dropped a video on him and his, I, I saw some of the stats that uh, Adrian brought up. And Right, his total appearances per season across all competitions reads, well, uh, I'll let it do the talking. So 17-18, 30 from 57. 18-19 uh, was 28 of 55. 1920 was 27 of 60. The 2021 campaign was 31 of the 57, and 2122 was 28 of 50. So breaking that down further into just league on appearances, there's 38 in total. You know, 38 total appearances possible each season, home and away against each side. Quick math. Um, so it reads this: 1718. We'll start from there, and then I'll just go for the appearance each season. 20, 17, 15, 18, 22. So that's basically 50% of PSG's games. Uh, look, he's a top-class player. I mean, I, I do think so. And, you know, he's he's one of the best of his generation. And Adrian said in the video, anyone who disagrees, sorry, Chris, uh, disagrees, is just letting their hate for him blind them. I, I do agree to a point, but 50% availability for 600 grand a week. Yeah, it's not it's worth it. It's not great. I mean, we pay that uh, fee. And you've got to think as well, that that's in a less physically demanding league. Very but true. Very I'm true. I'm those games through injury, not through, I mean, unless it's his sister's birthday, then he doesn't play, does it? Um, well, <laughs> um, I'm very conveniently injured. I'll just check the transfer market this. portal. Let's see what they say. No, I should have really pulled this up earlier, but I didn't. He's got a bit of a weird relationship with his sister as well. I'm not sure if you want that in the club. I was trying to dance <laughs> around. I was trying to dance around that topic, but um, it's hey, someone brought it up. It wasn't me. Um, let's have a look. A lot, yeah, a lot of fitness issues here. Where ankle injuries, rib, hamstring. 
Oh, you've ruptured an ankle ligament. I didn't know that. Oh, that's not good. Metatarsal fracture. Oh, I remember the back injury where he fractured his spine. That oh, yeah. Horrible. Everyone remembers oh, that. that. was that horrid. Was really bad. But, yeah, we kind of need a player. If we're going to pay big, we're going to pay a big fee if we sign him. I, I don't think we will. I think I, going to I agree. I think he's the complete opposite kind of player we want. But at the same time, I just you can't help but feel he is a needle mover. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think, and, and I despite mean, it, everything, all the absolute complete sense you guys are saying, you know, stupid wages not available for half the time, and and yet that still doesn't completely put me off. I, I just it, like the reaction on social where people were just like back to us, like, "Good God, no." Uh, an it crowd meme, non-story next, seems far-fetched. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I think that kind of sums up how everyone... Oh, yeah, so, it won't happen. Mm, no chance. Anything, the only thing I would say in favour of it, if you wanted a counter-argument from, from me, would be... Bowley said he wanted a statement signed in. He's definitely that. And No, he's not. Nathan Aki is. <laughs> oh great! Um, <laughs> yeah, it depends what is, kind of statement you want to make. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I like that. Yeah, he is one of those players where he would draw attention of opposition teams, which could make other players better. If you know what I mean. Like I don't think we've got mm -hmm. that player at the moment who, like when we had Hazard, teams used to focus so much on stopping him yeah. that other players would have space or wouldn't be totally marked. And I don't think we've got that player now. And I do think he is that player that just just because of his reputation really would sort of command that from opposition teams. Yeah, I, I see your point, actually. That's a very good point. But although you could argue we do have players that do drag other players out of position and things like that. If you're looking at it from that perspective, he's essentially just mm. Werner with rainbow flicks, isn't he? Yeah, but good, good rainbow <laughs> flicks. I, I, like, I like the rainbow flicks. Uh, whether we're going to put him in this list, but hey, this week we asked, you know, you what we should talk about, and you said, who should Chelsea sign or avoid this summer? Uh, I feel like this is probably going to be like a classic British summer. Many hot takes, many cold takes, and some what the bloody hell is going on here. Uh, when it comes to this sort of topic, it's kind of great to just, pardon me, I just burped, sorry, I've just had dinner, so that's why. Um, <laughs> great, great, off the, off the cuff comment. But, right. It's just best to go free for all on it and just fire off some names, then debate. Um, now, in writing my picks, Chris took, Chris took me to one side. He smacked me around the head and said, don't choose the obvious ones. And he's right. I mean, that was four hours of my writing out the window in the bin. So I'm going to go straight in here and still disobey Chris to a point because I'm being rebellious and say Chelsea should avoid signing Declan Rice for anything over 100 million. Is that a hot take, a cold take? What do you think? That's very sensible, in my opinion. Yay! <laughs> It's just too much money. That's why I think I'm. I've also got Declan Rice wrote down for oh. the exact same reason. I think oh. the only reason why I wouldn't want him is because I think it's a ridiculous amount of money for someone who would improve us, but I don't think would improve us to a point where I would expect us to win the league. Yeah, I mean, I saw that. Today it was a tweet out from Simon Phillips and via Graham Bailey that we've that West Ham have rejected an approach from us. What that means, 
who knows in the transfer rumour mill. That's not I even mean, a bid. Like I don't even know what, how this point. works. It just you ring them up and go, hey, Declan Rice, what do you think? No. And they go, fuck off. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right, there we go. Um, look, he's a, he's a top-class player. I'm not saying he's not, and I totally understand the whole Chelsea law because he's pictured with Trevor Chalaber and Mason Mount, and they're friends, and that's fine, and he's a Chelsea graduate somehow at Cobham. Look, I get it. But 150 million is such a lot of money. And we've been here before with a lot of money. And yes, he could be transformative. But I think that you can just do more with that money. That's what I feel. I think if, you, if you're paying for Rice this summer, one, it's going to be overinflated from his fee next summer anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're going eight, 75 million maximum, absolute maximum. Because, you know, you just... It, it's funny, like the value that players add and take away is really hard to tell, really hard to show. But Rice by himself doesn't add that value back into the squad. Do you know, like in a, in a year or two years or ten years or however long, will he have added that value back? If you buy him for a hundred million, there's almost no chance of that being the case. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So yeah, right. I mean, all I would say though is, I mean, I suppose if he was paying a hundred million. Because he's English and I, he doesn't strike me as the sort of lad who would ever really fancy going to play abroad, which means he wouldn't be poached by your Barcelona's, Real Madrid's, Bayern Munich's, those people, those clubs who come in and take, or at least try to take the best players from the Premier League. And they're normally the ones who turn heads. If you got Royce now for, say, 100 million, most likely he would be there for 10 years. Now, when you break that down to like 10 million pound a year, it's actually not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I do much. see what you mean there. But, That's, yeah. That's Jonathan Klaus every year. Yeah, but it'd be, obviously it'd have to be 10 good years. Because like, I know Man United fans made that argument with Luke Shaw when they paid 30 million for him and everyone was like, oh, it's overpriced. And I was like, oh, if he stays for 10 years, so it's only 3 million a year. He's been awful. So <laughs> it works both ways, doesn't it? Like sometimes you might not want him to stay for 10 years. Yeah. Right. Who have you got for a, a sign? Go on. Let's someone throw one out there for me. Uh, I've got. On a similar theme to Rice, but on a sign, um, Ruben Neves, Wolves. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Okay. And, and I think because Premier League proven, which I think is important for us this summer when you look at the other people we're linked with, uh, not a traditional defensive midfielder, but has got good defensive qualities to his game. And I think Tuckle, I think, wants to stick to this 3-4-3 or 3-5-2 or whatever you want to spin it as. So I don't think we need a traditional defensive midfielder because if we're playing the double pivot still, that's what Nevers has been doing at Wolves for years, been playing in a double pivot. So he knows the system already as well. And he's got, a really good passing range. I think he's like he's like Jorginho, but can pass over a better distance. More yeah, more yeah, I sort of see that. He's a bit more physical as well. He's not the most physical player by no means, but he, you know, well, I mean, like it would it would be hard to be less physical than Jorginho. Yeah, 
but he yeah he he can get around the pitch. He's got strength to him. He's not shocking in the air. And, and I think I've seen somewhere that he's valued at like fifty to sixty million, which I don't think is too bad. It's going right in it for a player these days. Especially if Jorginho goes to Juventus in like some sort of swap deal with the Ligt. That could be kind of... It would make more sense to them bring in Neves, but it depends on the fee and everything as well. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I mean, Ollie, who have you got for a sign? Uh, I've also got a Wolves player, actually. It's, um, it, it's, it's, it is one that's been reported a little bit, but it's not actually... Um, it's not been a very common one. It's, um, I believe his name is Ait Nuri. The oh, left back. yes, 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 yes. Um, I really like him. I've seen him play a few times last season. I thought he was excellent. Um, his stats back it up. Um, he's quite a young player, which would be the only downside because you could argue, does it block the path for someone like Matson down the line? I don't know. But um, he's got very, very good dribbling statistics. Um, likes to take his man on, likes a shot. Be perfect for that wing-back role and would deputise really well under Chilwell, and then we don't have to rely on Emerson at wing-back either, um, if, if Chilwell doesn't quite hit the heights that he once did when he was injured. Mm. Yeah, that's actually a really good shot, actually. I mean, and he wouldn't expect to come in as a, a first-team sign-in. So. The only thing is, I think his Wolves, Wolves would charge through the nose for him. I reckon it would be like 40 oh, million with, minimum. Yeah, with good reason, yeah. I mean. Uh, for a sign, I have got, and I've changed my mind on this. <laughs> It doesn't matter anymore because it probably won't happen. I put Jules Kunde down because, and that's an obvious one, but there's a reason. He's top class. He's still raw and he's got much to learn, but it it almost felt like it has to be done to save face because it's been a deal in the making for over a year. And if we fucked it up now, it, you could be it could be shameful and we'd be laughed at. But whether that matters in the long term is beyond my realms of intelligence. But as a player... I, I did write down that he's modern, versatile, great pace to recover that ball, defend on the counter, range of pass with the ball is outstanding, can play in the back three at right back. And his stats were pretty good. And he's got a bit of shithousery about him because we remember Jordi Alba and the, the you know, made me want him in the squad even more. But then I saw the news tonight that he was more being pushed as a board signing because of Granov Sky. And I thought, well, that's not going to happen now. What's the point? I've wrote all that for no reason whatsoever. Uh, do you feel that it'll happen? Because I'm now thinking no. You know what's funny? I I mean, I don't think the deal will happen now. Um, I think if we really wanted him, we would have got him by now. Because yeah. if he's... We heard months ago that he'd agreed personal terms. So then it's just a fee with Sevilla. We haven't even submitted a bid. So I don't think we really want him. What's funny is I've actually got him on my avoid. And mm. the I reason... Be, I can understand. I, I had him in the. I had him in the middle. I, I couldn't. I couldn't decide because that's not a category. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I couldn't. I, I just couldn't decide because because he seems like like he seems like he really wants Chelsea more than anywhere anywhere else, and and that's pretty good to know, and 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 that's nice and everything. But you get these little creeping doubts the longer we go on without actually having bid for him. Like, it, you know, I know we're looking at trying to ship some players out first and I know, you know, we're probably waiting to see, just check if his, uh, he's going to recover from his surgery all right. But, you know, like every second, every day that goes by that we don't put in a bid for him is just more of a chance for someone else to just get him anyway. And, yeah. and, then, and, and Spear aren't going to wait forever. 
No, and to be fair, the reason, another reason is I think he's one of them players where we could end up paying a overinflated fee for him now. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and he has a good two two seasons. And then I think he's one of them players who would get his head turned by a Barcelona. I can I can see. I mean, he's not, everyone thinks he's going to come in. If he does, if he does, he's world-class. He's not that level yet. No. He's not. He's good. He's very good, but he's not. I do. I do think mm. people have got carried away with him as well. I think because yeah. he was. I think he, because he's been reported for so long now, everyone just automatically wants him. When a lot of people probably haven't really seen him play. Because I'll be honest, I've I haven't seen him play. A full, I've never. I haven't watched a full severe game all last season. Didn't watch a single one of their full matches. So all I've seen him is in bits and parts, like. Not enough to really have a massive opinion on him. It would be mm. the the other reason to avoid would be just to fuck up Sevilla's plans um, after what happened with Chuameni last last summer. Mm. That's yeah. a point, actually. Uh, I mean, from one signing we've got that's obviously been in the pipeline for apparently forever. This is another one that seemed to have been done in the no accounts were saying it's done. I've got him on the avoid and. That's Usman Dembele. Now, he costs nothing. Literally, literally zero pounds in transfer fee. He's free. Free. I mean, but so he's falling over on a cold winter's morning and having everyone cheer. <laughs> now, I, I do love the idea of this move, but my brain tells me he is incredibly injury prone and that he has consistent attitude issues. And for a player who would be part of our front three, he also lacks goal scoring prowess. I mean, he's over 100 games missed for Barcelona due to injury. Three significant injuries, being hamstring twice and most recently his knee. And he's got 32 goals in 149 games for Barca. Uh, is it worth it? I, I don't know. I, I, I was at first excited and now I'm sort of like, mm, do we need that? Attitudes and the fact that he's not scoring a lot injuries. It's a, it's a big risk. The fitness is the big red flag for me. It, you know, like, I really like him as a player, and I think he's very exciting, supremely two-footed, and, and that is something we do need in a player because you you can get very sort of one-dimensional when you've got very one-footed players. You know, everyone knows what Ziyech is going to do. <laughs> you know, he's going to get it on his left foot because he doesn't really have a right foot. If you've got Dembele, there's that little bit of dynamism that you've got on the wing where actually they can go either way, and it just leaves that doubt in the defender's mind. And sometimes that's enough. But like you say, the attitude and he's currently he's got the standoff with Barca and we don't want that with us and the injuries. It's it's such a hard one to call. Like he, he could be really good under Tuchel and he could behave himself, but just as easily he could just become a bit of a, a child like he's doing with Barca now. Yeah, and to be fair, I've been against this move from the get-go. Um, the injury record and I don't think his stats are overly impressive. People keep bringing up his assist record, but again, without going through and looking at all of those assists, I, I think assists are a record which you can't take too much stock in because passing the ball five yards to someone who then beats three players and scores counts as an assist. That's but you called a <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. Like imagine, like look at Di Maria um, and Özil at Real Madrid. Look how many assists they got because they just gave the ball to Ronaldo and they needed something special and scored. They get the assist and everyone's like, oh, and and they're brilliant. Well, not really, no. They're not doing anything special. Um, So assists, I don't really listen to that much. His goal-scoring record is horrendous. 
It's not like, great, is it? He got one goal in the league last year. One. Mm. I think if we signed him, I I think he'd be another William. I think he'd do some good things in a game, but ultimately his end product wouldn't be good enough. Mm. No, I, I'm, Would he I'm... be our Nicola Pepe? That's the question. I know. I yeah. remember when Arsenal got him and I thought he would set the league on fire like Hazard did. And uh, he just sort of set... He set a dumpster fire off at Arsenal of just poor quality, which is a shame because he had so much going for him. I think he'd be a lot like Jadon Sancho because if you look at them, they're, they're very similar in terms of their stats. Sancho didn't get a lot of goals for Dortmund, but he had incredible assist numbers. And mm-hmm. Dembele's the same. Not a lot of goals, but incredible assist numbers. It hasn't translated, though. No. Same with Sancho. Like he, he's got... I mean, what did he get last season? Like four assists, if that. I might be being kind to him there. It might be less than that. So that's why I don't take too much stock in assists. Do you want to hear an, an out of the blue we should sign? Go on. Go on. Go on. Hear me out. Maxwell Cornet. I like him. I do like him. Can't lie. He'd be dirt cheap from a recently relegated Burnley. He's very creative uh, from what I can see. Like, he's quite a dynamic winger. You know, like, I think you couldn't go far wrong with signing him because he'd be so cheap. Hmm. And he can, he can play left wing back. Oh, bargain. Yes, that is true, actually. <laughs> Good point, actually. He has played in that. He, yeah, he has played that position before. And he scored, I think he got like eight goals for Burnley last season, which is uh, decent. According to this, nine in 26 and for a relegation side. That is not bad. That's it's nearly... not bad at all. That's what? That's like similar to Pulisic, but for a relegation side. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So I think that could be a great show. I mean, another player that's on the... I like... I've got sign. I've got Raheem Sterling, because apparently at the time I wrote this, it was he's going to be under 50 million. Now, for me, if that's true... That's a great deal. I mean, he's not going to cost, I think I saw something at 35 million. That's just too low. And he's a top player from a rival. And it's bad to say it, but he'd walk into our 11, you know, be the best winger in the squad because the dude's better than Pudisic. He's better than Werner. He's better than Hudson-Odoi. He's better than Ziyech. He's and better than you, Mount at winger. Well, well, funny you say that, actually. If you watch England games recently, and if you do, I feel for you because stop doing <laughs> that. They're, they're dreadful recently. But Raheem and Mason, they, they have such great chemistry linking up. They do. And they actually, they, uh, Mason's always looking for, for Sterling, always. Yeah. Like, they, well, you, you know, they're, they're, especially I remember in the Euros and things like that, because I was watching out for Mount a lot, so I was always watching him when he was on the ball. He was mm. always doing nice passes to Sterling, like over the top and things like that, which shows you two things. It shows, one, they have a good chemistry, but two, Sterling knows where to go. Yeah, they've got that intelligence and that that muscle memory. And I, I know Chris will hate me for this, but they're hard-working players. And it's true. They they And together, they kind of elevate one another at club level. They could elevate each other's game like they do on the international stage. Plus, he also scores goals and can play through the middle. And goals, that's something Chelsea need. I mean, yeah. we just probably just loaned out our top goal scorer. So. I don't get the people who are against the Sterling signing. Um, mm. Because everything you just said, he already has a chemistry with at least one of our players, but you'd imagine more than that. He's played on the right for England a fair few times with Reese James behind him. So there's already that understanding there. I don't think it would take him long to integrate himself into the squad. He is a leader as well. He, he, he has got a personality about him. Um, 
And I know people keep bringing up this whole, oh, he, he misses he misses sitters or he only scores tappings. When did tappings stop counting as goals? I don't, yeah, I, that I really must... annoys me. It, yeah, it, I don't like, understand that. Well, it's like, it's the same concept as like, oh, well, it's like not an open play assist or whatever. And it's like, well, who cares? It's like, you know, the yeah. whole point is to get the ball in the net. If you do that on a consistent basis, you're pretty damn good at the game. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, tell, mean... you, I tell you what, I, I would rather have a player who only scores tappings than a player who only scores from outside the box. Because I know which one's easier and it's going to last longer, the tappings. Mm. True. Sterling, Sterling gets himself into brilliant positions. And I'd rather have a player there missing the chances than like our wingers now, not even in there. The only yeah. question would be is, is, and I think this is the only fair criticism of this transfer, is that does he get the same amount of chances in the Chelsea team that he does in the City team? You know, mm. is, is his, are his numbers slightly inflated by the fact that he's in a team already that creates a million chances a game? And that actually kind of remains to be seen. We create yeah. a lot of chances. We just don't finish them. <laughs> that was our... We, were, we, we could always point to the possession stats last season and go, well, look yeah. how many shots we had. How many were on target? No, 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 no. How many shots we had, though? Oh, 25. <laughs> I do think that's a fair thing. And obviously, City do create more chances than us. I think that's, that's the same with all City's attackers, though. You could say their numbers are overinflated by their style and the fact that they've got so much creative talent around them, you're going to get more numbers than you might might do somewhere else. But Sterling as well, I would say he's also got the ability to make goals himself. He not not the season just gone, but I think it might have been the one before. He mm. he won City a lot of points by making goals himself, mm. just be, beating a player and and getting a shot off. He and, does have that ability that we don't have a lot in our squad. We I'd be interested to see him. Um, I'd be interested to see him. Um, there's talk about if we don't go for a, a standard striker in the summer, um, that we could go to a more of a false nine system where you've got someone like Havertz or Sterling who's playing in mm. that false nine role. And um, that is a very interesting concept. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. what about avoids, Chris? Have you got one? Uh, avoids, yes. I've go got on. the chance. Oh, I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this because I I don't know. I'm sort of making that category with oh, that Ollie did the middle. Dear I don't know. Jesus Christ, avoid. Right. All I've heard from people who are pro Richarlison transfer is how he works hard, got some shit houseery about him, and reminds them of Diego Costa in terms of the way he is with opponents and things. Not a single person has mentioned his football inability at any point. I don't want to sign a player for £50 million because he he's a bit of a twat. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it at all. He has, Especially he when has you can be a twat for free. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't get that, why people think that he would come in with his attitude and the way he plays, and they think, oh, well, he'll be just like Diego Costa. No, but Diego Costa was a great player as well. He, Richarlison doesn't have the ability to back up his attitude. That's the main problem. Mm. That's a, I, can, I can understand your point of view there. I, I mean, on my avoids, I had... I did have Mark Cucurella, but I think that Man City are going to jump in and uh, take him after one season, so I might not need that. But I got Denzel Dumfries down. 
and this one sort of hurts me because I always sign him on FIFA and football manager when he played for PSV. But why that matters, I don't know. Because by that logic, I'd have loved Curl on at Stamford Bridge. And I really hope you remember him. Please. Anyone? No. 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 The, the seal dribble? <laughs> no, sorry. Really? Yeah. No. Before our time. That was one of the best videos <laughs> ever where he just gets the ball and he just heads it up over and over and over on his head and he like dribbles with it. It's amazing. Ah. Oh. Let down here, but anyway, John Fries, <laughs> his positioning is not as great in my view. And if you watched into last season, you'd notice that when they would get caught on the counter, it was kind of him being out of position, and he'd lose possession a fair bit because of it. I mean, he'd likely also be a backup to Reese James, and for that type of fee, you've got Dujon Sterling as a backup. And do you want to? You could invest that thirty million, which is apparently euros elsewhere. I mean, he has positives, and there's many. I mean, strength and pace, he could have had more than the seven assists he did get last season. And to be fair, can't wait to sign him. And he shows all the positives uh, I've said and none of the negatives. But if that's the case, that's fantastic under Tuchel. And, you know, he could easily get that concentration improved. And I've seen many comments from Inter fans that he has a heart and he's very smart, but he's not technically gifted. And interestingly, they didn't seem that upset if he sold. Now, again, this is always this is social media, so you don't know if these are the majority fans or just a vocal minority. But when an when a rival or a team are not too upset about a player going, that sets alarm bells to me. Do you know what that? It says the exact same thing because do you remember when um, Willian went to Arsenal? And all yeah, and we were like, were really, really, were really happy that they signed our and then you know in air quotes here best player. Um, yes, yes, yes. And we all went, look, watch, watch what will happen. Like, we, yeah, oh, he'll yeah. perform for like three months and then he, he will never play well again. He didn't even do that. <laughs> he performed well for one game. Yeah. One game okay. and then, nope. Yeah, and that was it. And, and we were like, we told you. And, and that's because, you know, players... you know the fans of of clubs themselves will often know more uh you know than the whoever they're signing for so the fact that there are people who say no Dumfries wouldn't be much of a loss is actually quite worrying well Arsenal never learn buy from Chelsea if we're selling you a player that's probably not going to be a good reason yeah you know right anyone got another sign uh yeah I've got one oh I'm ready Koulibaly from Napoli. Uh, we need centre-backs. and I Do we? <laughs> don't, I don't know why we we haven't got a, a, a firm interest in him. He reportedly wants to leave. He's available for a, a minimal fee in, in today's market of 35 to 50 million, which, again, I mean, you're paying that for championship players now. I think that's what people have got to remember. Um, mm-hmm. That is that is a real minimal fee these days. Uh, he's got strength, he's got power, he's got pace, which I think is important. Um, leadership, he's a winner. I, I don't see, I don't see a negative to signing him. Um, and I've watched, I watched a, a video the other day of him defending against Mbappe, and. His recovery pace is actually insane. And I know he's, in football terms, old, that people like to say. But I think we need some experience. I don't think we can just sign young kids, especially at the back, 
and just rely on Thiago Silva to get him through games. Yeah, really? we need that. We need that experience. I've I've been saying this. If we're gonna bring in two centre backs, right, it's fine. Bring in one who's like, you know, whoever you want, right? Doesn't matter. I don't care. But the second one, if it if the first one's a young one, the second one has to have experience because otherwise, yeah. all you're doing is turning Thiago Silva into a babysitter. Well, he turned yeah. 31 of Monday this week, so he's not. I wouldn't say he's old, old, but I know how some people sort of Does see it, him but, as. Uh, people retiring. Yeah. Defenders have such a good longevity, especially centre backs. Remember, like you know, let's not forget Thiago Silva's thirty-seven. John Terry played every minute of every game when he was like thirty-four, thirty-five, something like that. You know, like players last a lot longer than they used to. You know, it, yeah. it. You know, just because on FIFA, if when somebody goes goes past thirty, their stats go down, doesn't mean yeah. that a thirty-year-old player is, is 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 not worth buying. Like. That'd that experience true. and stuff like that, it's it's so valuable. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, like, I, I, do you know what? Some I would rather I would rather pay like I would rather go for like a thirty nine year old centre back than a seventeen year old kid. I, I mean we yeah. Tiago Silva would have one pace right now, according to FIFA, because you know, he's like thirty eight, you know. So uh, any any quick fire ones that, that we'll just run some through before we uh, call it a day. Yeah, um sign um won't happen, but sign Paul Pogba. Ah, uh, he's gone. He's gone. Juventus. So that's that done. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris, hijack it. Be uh, done. Sign. sign would be uh, Victor Osimhen. Ooh, so, I, I always think because of Napoli, De Laurentiis didn't like how we handled Sarri and how Sarri was trying to pinch a load of players from Napoli when he joined. So I'm it was like, it'd be easy. But no, it wouldn't. I, I mean, I I wrote it, down a so- uh, go on. It's a perfect hybrid just just for this Tuchel system. Well, oh yeah, sort of half a traditional number nine and half of sort of false nine. Mm, mm. Yeah, so actually that's pretty versatile and pretty useful actually if it's if that was pulled off. I mean, yeah, I do like that. Um, I've got on sign. I've got Manuel Akanji, and that's a real wild card entry. He's had five seasons at Dortmund. Probably their best defender in the entire team. I mean, his first two seasons there weren't great. Errors, injuries. But he accelerates in a back three system and he's confident in one on one. And we play that similar system. I assume Tuck was going to keep wing backs. Uh, he's got better speed and time in his decision making now. Great defensive positioning. And he's better, you know, he's a leader within the team. And I think with Thiago Silva, leadership quality, vocal on the pitch, you know, he has a year remaining on his deal as well. And I feel that he's rejected deals with Dortmund. I'd give him a chance. How much he costs, I don't know. It's always strange when you got that one year. That seems to be the new trend. What players have one year left on their deal? Let's make a move. Yeah, because yeah. you know you can get them for a cut price. Even even two years, because you know you can get them at least for a normal price. Yeah, that's true. Um, I've got a quick one. Avoid Rafinha. Yep. I don't know okay. where, why. Why? I'm not saying no, I'm just saying why. Uh, I'm I'll, I'll tell you why, because he's 65 million for a championship level winger. Definitely, because he's not better than Sterling, who we can get for cheaper. He's not better than Dembele, That's who we can get for so free. That's actually so true. You, I'm sold. Yeah, you're right. You, you know, like, and you know what? Like, it, it, I understand he's like a young upcoming, and like he clearly needs to kick on from Leeds because he's better than being at Leeds. But. Mm-hmm. You know, like he almost got relegated last season. Now, you know, that's not entirely his fault. You can't blame him for the team's achievements or, or shortcomings. But that, you know, that's coming 17th doesn't warrant a 65 million pound price tag. 
And the fact the fact that Arsenal are in for him, like you know, it, to me that it screams like it's going to be a false dawn. Mm. No, yeah. I think that's fair. I think if he wasn't Brazilian, there's no way his price would be that high. Yeah, you always. Yeah, if yeah, his name I, was like Rupert instead. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can, I can see the point. Right. Well, we now know who we should sign, who should avoid. Listeners, if you've got your own shout, drop them uh, on to us on Twitter. That'd be really interesting to see where your minds are sitting with that. Um, before we sign off, we're gonna check in to find out who that former blue is. At the start, I said. 500 games across seven clubs in his career. 14 of those were for Chelsea. He spent a season at us, of course, before moving on loan to Serie A, where he would win the league title, two Coppa Italias, and won the Adidas Silver Ball 2009 Club World Cup, only being beaten by Messi. Uh, played with Edgar Davids, Klinsmann and Galas. Now, I'll give you his club history, but I feel it might be better if I just tell you who he played with at what club. So Edgar Davids was at Inter. Jurgen Klinsmann was at Sampdoria and he played with Galas at Chelsea. So that kind of gives you a little bit of a time frame. Any ideas there? That says no. Is it? I don't know. Uh, do you know what? The name flashed up in my brain. Is it Ambrosio? It's not. Oh, what a shout. But it's not. Oh, good I, I, good I'll, shout. Though. I'll give you his club history. So shout out if you have any idea. He started his career where he ended it, which was Estudiantes. He then moved to Boca Juniors. He then moved to Sampdoria, playing with Klinsmann. He then moved to Parma. No? Oh no! Nope. I'm, I'm just trying to think. That makes me think he's he's probably Argentinian. Would be he my then, guess. He then moved to Lazio. Then he moved to Manchester United. Is it one Sebastian Veron? Yeah, it, it is. It is indeed. It's Juan Sebastian Veron, who I think is president of their club now. I can't I, believe I finally I, got one of those. Nicely done. I'm, I'm, we're proud of you. On episode 200... We're proud that you... Uh, well, you know, you've got to show up for the big occasion. Oh, yeah. You, it was, you, you have shown up. It was Argentinian Man United. That's what yeah, did it. I thought that would give it away. It says here <laughs> that he returned to Estudiantes to work as a director of sports. So there we go. He's doing, And he's got a son as well, who's Juan Ramon Veron. So. Oh, what a name. No. Hang on. <laughs> no, he's the son of former Argentinian striker. Sorry. Oh, dear. That's embarrassing. Who's his son? His son is Dian. Who's a professional footballer? That's his son, because he played at Estudiantes, and they were like, "Oh, he could be the next big thing." And I haven't heard much about him since. And he's now 21, so yeah, there we go. Anyway, with that, we've come to the end of another episode of At the Bridge Pod. Just want to thank Ollie, you know, for his his episode 200. He turned up. Yeah, yeah I did turn up. I certainly <laughs> did. It's always great to be here with you guys. It's nice to do a a episode with Chris as well, because. Uh... Because usually when I'm on, it's in replacement of Chris. So it's, it's, yeah, it's nice hot. to it's nice to chat to you guys. Uh, congratulations on episode 200. And congrats Yay! again to the uh, the lovely couple getting married at the Chelsea team wedding. Exactly, exactly. Um, as always, though, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. If you do not really follow us, just search at, at the Bridge Pod. Uh, you can leave us a five-star review. We're, we're not forcing you, but hey, it'd be really nice. Um, but uh, there'll be no episode Monday. We've finished the interview series, I know. 
Um, I doubt there's going to be a major signing over the weekend, but hey, you never know. So we'll be back Friday. Friday, got to get used to that in the off-season saying that. So till then, that is going to be us signing off. 